Welcome to For the Health of It with Dr. Jenny Brook. You're listening to raw talk about full potential living to inspire you to eat, move, sleep, think, and live better. Welcome back. I'm once again in the studio with the beautiful Kristen Myers. I know they can't see us. Oh, that's true. I know. (laughs) If you remember, Kristen is not only my co-host, she is a certified holistic nutritional health coach through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And she also works with our patient, not just in a chiropractic capacity, but she also offers guidance, support, and accountability in all areas of holistic health. So you can learn about her at alignmentvitality.com. So we have a special treat from Kristen today as our in-house wellness coach. She is going to talk talk about having a balanced brain and happy body. Yes. I love this topic. Yes. So I've heard I. you speak on this before and I knew we had to have it on the podcast. So I'm so glad you're here. For um, sure. Thank you for, for sharing this with us. Yes. Thank you. And I'm so happy to have this opportunity to share it with more people as well. Um, you know, one of the top things I work with my patients through is nutrition and mindset and stress management. And that's huge. So that's why I thought it'd that's be everybody. so... That's everybody. It is. Yeah. That's everybody. Who doesn't <laughs> have stress? Who doesn't have stress? Exactly. So it's going to be so important to talk about that because I also don't know if people realize how much of a physiological effect stress can have on your body. So... You know, I think people have a vague idea. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah. they know they hold tension. You know, they know their digestion may get off, their mood, but... I think we. I think that having the tools and the mindset to really harness how how does this affect me and can I control it for sure is something that people are are really wanting to hear more about. Yeah, definitely. So I'd love to just talk about different effects that it has on the physical body and then tools that we can use to help combat that stress as well. Awesome. All right. So stress is you know a massive ha- factor to our health and our well being. Um, it is a normal response that our body has, and sometimes it can even be healthy as well. But a lot of times when we have prolonged chronic stress, it can really just create havoc in your body. And that's the kind of stress that we're talking about today is just chronic stress, you know, not acute stress. Um, so with this stress, perception is huge. And a lot of times that's where our chronic stress can come from is just from our perception. So our body is never really aware if we are in real danger or perceived danger when we have stress. This is the whole, I'm lying in bed and I can't sleep and my heart is racing, mm-hmm, exactly. even though I'm just lying here in no danger. And you're okay. Yep. <laughs> yes, okay. you're just lying cozy in your bed. Um, and then this goes back to our ancestral days, you know, when we actually needed this stress response in an acute moment of stress to keep us safe, to keep us alive. Oh, sure. Whether this was feast or famine or being chased by a predator, like a tiger, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we have these same responses in our body to being stuck in a traffic jam Hmm. or our boss sending us a text saying, hey, come see me after work, but we're we're not taking that the right way. And we're like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong, right? We're stressing all about it, Um, whether it's financial stress, career stress, anything like that. Yeah. So so we have, I want to just explain a little bit about what's kind of going on in our body when we're having this chronic stress. We have our central nervous system, so that's our brain and our spinal cord, and that's controlling our conscious thinking mind. And then we have our autonomic nervous system. That is our peripheral nervous system, and that is our unconscious mind. So that's controlling things that we we don't control. So, you know, our food digesting, our heart rate blinking, things that we don't voluntarily think about. And our autonomic nervous system can be split into two sections. 
So we have our sympathetic nervous system, which is also known as fight or flight, or what we call the red zone. And then we have our parasympathetic nervous system, which is also known as our rest and digest, and the green zone. We really want to be operating in that green zone. One way I love to remember this is parasympathetic nervous system. I think of it as being in paradise, right? Ah. That nice rest and digest. (laughs) That's Um, why people can't wait for vacation. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It feels so good, right? Um, But unfortunately, so many of us are just operating in that red zone. And that can really just have emotional and physical health effects in our body, and it can affect our ability to show up as our best selves as well. Sure. I see this all the time with our patients. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, even I have to remind myself, you know, certain days, I'm like, oh, why am I stressing about this, right? And it goes back to that perception, too, but so Mm -hmm. common these days. So we have in our brain our hypothalamus, and its job is like, oh, am I safe all throughout the day? (laughs) Am I safe? What's going on? Are we in any real danger? Anytime we get this stress response, it triggers a hormone down to our pituitary gland, which then triggers hormones down to our adrenal glands. And our adrenal glands are these little like walnut-sized glands that sit on top of each kidney. And those glands produce hormones called cortisol and adrenaline. And you may have heard of this throughout your life, right? And again, these hormones are there for a reason. Our body's always working for us. They have their actions in our body. But when we're in a chronic stress, it's producing these hormones all of the time and too much of these hormones as well. Ah, that's how we get adrenal fatigue. Exactly. Having too much of this hormone expressed in our body can lead to adrenal fatigue, which can lead to a different slew of physical symptoms in our body. So we have our cortisol that's released, and that's our long-term stress hormone, and that's supposed to naturally just rise and fall throughout the day. You know, it will rise when you wake up. You know, some people hit that like three o'clock in the afternoon little lull, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your cortisol rises and falls. Um, But this hormone is designed to save your life. So it's going to signal to your cells that you need to prepare, you need to hold on, and you need to survive. Again, kind of back to feast and famine, am I really in a safe zone? But having too much of this cortisol, it can interfere with your sleep, it can cause poor memory, it can change your gut health, decrease libido, Um, it can cause visceral fat, which is fat that is around the organs, and it can also start to break down the muscles. That sounds like a stressed out person. Right? Yes. And -hmm. you might notice these things too. And, you know, as we're talking through this podcast, kind of take note, you know, am I experiencing any of this? Maybe I'll start to turn and look to my stress level first and see what changes within my body. Mm -hmm. Then we've got our adrenaline. And I'm sure many people have experienced this, you know, this this rush of adrenaline, whether it's a positive thing that we're going through or negative if somebody kind of cuts you off in traffic and you get that whole rush through your body, right? That was the adrenaline rush through your body. So the adrenaline's job is to communicate to every cell that you are in danger. But again, this is whether it's perceived danger or real danger. So have you ever... If anybody out there doesn't like snakes, right? <laughs> oh, I don't you, like snakes. Okay. <laughs> well, you might not like this little tidbit here. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you have somebody coming to you, talking to you about snakes, really describing them, and you're starting to visualize this, and it's just kind of giving you like the eebie-jeebies, and you're like, ugh, right? You get that feeling because you can't even think about that without starting to have a physical stress response in your body. 
right? And that can be for whatever fear people may have for me. It's mm-hmm. spiders. I don't even like saying that word. <laughs> I already start to feel it. <laughs> you, look, yep, her pupils are dilating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And that actually leads me to what adrenaline is doing in your body. So it's designed to help you survive, like we had stated. So it's going to increase your heart rate. It carries oxygenated blood through the body. It enlarges your pupils. <laughs> it increases your breathing and it starts to burn um, fast fuel. However, again, all of these things is wonderful. Our body is always working for us. And if we were in real danger, I love it. That's great. Our body is going to help us out. But too much of this constant adrenaline running through, like we talked about, it can lead to adrenal fatigue. Um, That can also increase inflammation in the body. And inflammation is one of the biggest causes of chronic and degenerative diseases that we have out there today. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, even back to perception, This can account for even watching a scary movie. So same thing, if you're thinking about snakes, you don't like the snakes. Taking into account just what you are consuming throughout the day, not just through your food, but content. So what movies am I listening to? Um, What lyrics are in these songs I'm listening to? What content am I reading? And is this triggering a stress response in my body? I've also seen this with people who have been in the habit of procrastination, Mm -hmm. Um, how they force themselves to finally get something done is they wait until the last minute until they feel pressure because then that pressure releases adrenaline and gives them the energy to do it. Exactly. Which may be effective, but it's not healthy to have that habit. Exactly. Um, And then again, just having this you know, excess release of both these hormones, it can cause inconsistent energy, fatigue, Um, It can actually lead you to make poor nutritional choices. Um, It can lead you to cravings for carbs, for sugar, because it's burning that fast fuel. And then it's like, oh, I need to replenish this now. And then you're getting these cravings for these comfort foods when it's not even necessarily what's needed. Um, It can take away nutrients like vitamins, minerals, um, antioxidants. So we can have what's called oxidative stress. So for those of you who don't know what that is, if you ever take like an apple or an avocado, if you cut it in half and you leave it out on the counter, what does it do? It it turns brown, right? Exactly. So that's the oxidative stress. Well, the same thing can actually happen to our cells. We don't want that. (laughs) So all of this is what can happen in our body. Um, Stress can also have an effect on weight gain or weight loss. Um, so a lot of times it can lead to emotional eating, um, and a little tip for that, anytime I'm talking with somebody who does tend to have emotional eating is I recommend to think about what emotion that food, consuming that food will bring to you and what other activities or practices can you do to reach that same emotion without having to turn to the food. So that's something to definitely try out. Um, It can also lead to weight loss, so it can make you not feel like eating. So this used to happen to me before a horse show or before I had to go out singing in front of people. I would be too nervous to eat, right? Have you ever been there where you have butterflies in your stomach? Sure. And you just, you're like, no, I can't eat right now. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it can make you feel like you don't want it to eat and lead to weight loss. Um, But all of this, all of these symptoms, all these things we're talking about, is kicking our body into that red zone, so into that fight-or-flight zone. Um, This can often lead to anxiety and then even depression down the road as well. Certainly you don't feel in control. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but in just a minute, we'll talk about things that you can do to take back that control. Because yes. again, this is all up to perception and you do have power to change this. Um, some other effects that it can have is on your digestive system, like we were talking about um, IBS symptoms, even causing leaky gut symptoms. So for those of you who don't know, um, leaky gut, our gut lining is only one cell wall thin. And what can happen when we're in this red zone, we've got all this stress going on, it causes inflammation in the body, and it can disrupt that lining in the gut and actually have little spaces where now the food that you're consuming is going into the bloodstream, your body is seeing that as this foreign object and like, oh no, we got to do something about this. And then we start to get into these autoimmune situations as well. So again, if you're experiencing any of this, right, this is very common stuff, but just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Let's just take a look at your stress and see what we can do from there. It's crazy how we can we can look at a disease process or a health issue, and if you're not looking at the stress level or managing stress, it's really an uphill battle to help the body heal. This is kind of the root of really healing the body and the mind. Exactly, for sure. This is great. I can't wait to hear some of the tools about how we can get into the rest and digest phase where we're yes. really taking control of stress. So let's take a quick break. and we get back, Kristen Myers is going to teach us how to decrease the stress. Yes. <laughs> You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host is Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you are in the Southern New Hampshire area, mention this podcast and schedule a health checkup at SCC for special podcast pricing. Call or text 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about SCC, go to sccvitality.com or call 673-5600. Learn about wellness chiropractic, massage therapy, the naturopathic doctor, red light therapy, and more. Now back to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. And we're back. We're talking with Kristen Myers about balanced brain, happy body. Um, and we're going to dig right into some tools to help us manage stress. Yes, definitely. So after hearing the first part of this podcast, I don't want everyone to start stressing out about stress, okay, <laughs> and all the effects that it has on the body and starting to worry, okay? We're going to give you some tools on different things that you can look at and work through as well. Good. Um, so I did just want to share a quote to start this off. Um, again, our body is always working for us. So I have a quote from Dr. Livy Weaver, and it says that people feel like their body betrays them. But the truth is your body just responds to the information it's receiving. So better information, better response. Exactly. And so do not stress. If you are experiencing some of these things, you have the power to change it. Your body's just doing what it can do to help you. And you can change the environment and change your body. So the first thing to do is really just identify stress. So hmm. awareness is the first thing to changing any habit throughout your life. So you want to identify the stress that it's causing you a discomfort and then kind of look at it in two different ways. You know, can I change anything about this stress? And if you can, wonderful, go ahead and change it. But if you can't, just accepting it at that moment and even taking it a step further and seeing if you can 
swap your perspective and kind of have some gratitude around this stress. Oh my. So I remember when I was a young nursing mother and I had so much stress about not getting enough sleep mm. and I was talking about it a lot and I was internal. I, it was a big, big thing. And then literally there was a day that I thought, you know, I'm just in a moment of my life. I'm just not going to get any sleep. So I'm just going to accept that I'm not going to get any sleep and life goes on. And as soon as I just decided to accept it, it all got easier. Right. Yeah. It's like just like it all melted away. Yes, exactly. it really yeah. did. So start there. Just identify it. See if you can change it or not and accept it or not or have gratitude around it. Um, and then there's some other things we can do, too. So we can look at nutrition. So there's a huge connection between the brain and the gut, which could probably be, be a whole nother podcast in itself. But our gut is so, so important. So 70% of our immune system lives in our gut. That's so cool. So cool, right? Mm -hmm. And then 95% of our serotonin is made from our gut. And our serotonin is our happy hormone. So if your microbiome and your gut is off, if you're eating poor quality nutrition, a lot of processed foods, have some sensitivities you don't know about, that can change your microbiome, that can be affecting your serotonin levels, that can be affecting your mood. So, so huge true. connection there. So really just making sure you're eating real food and not junk food. Um, there's a quote by Michael Poulin, eat food, not too much, and mostly plants. Um, definitely make sure you bring in a lot of foods rich in antioxidants to combat that oxidative stress that we talked about, right? The browning apple. Don't want that happening to our cells. So foods really rich in antioxidants, such as berries, wild blueberries is one of the top foods you can consume. Um, eating a lot of fatty acids to help with inflammation, so fish and flax seeds and chia seeds. So just changing your diet can have a huge effect on the stress in your body. I imagine that's a lot of the work you do. Yes, for sure. And helping people kind of really get that down, like what am I going to eat? Definitely, to yeah. help. Yeah. And then a couple little tips around eating is just being mindful. So when you're having a meal, not being distracted or watching a show, just really being present. Yes. Right? <laughs> I talk huge. about this all the time. <laughs> yes. It's so true. We're so used to multitasking. Oh, you yeah. can't possibly just eat. Yes. No. Yeah, you got to be searching on your phone, especially today. watching TV. Like, what if you just sat there and ate? Exactly. Like, it's almost weird. It is almost weird. I, I, especially in today's world, I feel like people is like, that's something foreign that we don't do. But it can be hugely beneficial to you and your body and your stress levels. Um, taking just nice deep breaths while you're eating, putting your utensils down in between bites. You know, that's just kind of getting your mind going. Oh, I have to be mindful about this, present with my meal. Let me take it a little slower. And then chewing your food. I feel like I can never stress yeah. this enough, whether it's food. I even, when I'm working with people and they're consuming smoothies or juices, I say, chew your drinks even. Really? Yes. Because <laughs> there's something that happens physiologically when we have a chewing For emotion. sure, because yeah. our digestive system actually starts in our mouth and when we're chewing and with our saliva. So if we're chewing our smoothies, chewing our juices, that's waking up our brain being like, hey, all right, I got to start processing and consuming these nutrients. So. Especially if that's your whole meal. Like exactly. It's, it's a smoothie. For Interesting. sure. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's a lot that you can do just with diet and nutrition alone. Um, the next tip is breath work, which is probably one of my favorite tips. Um, and a lot of people don't realize sometimes they may not be breathing as beneficial as possible. Um, and Pe I've done... People can't hear this enough. 
I so agree. Oh, I agree. Yes. And this is actually one of the only tools that you can use to change your nervous system, to get it out of that red zone and back into the green zone is this breath work. So this is You can do it all on your own any time of the day. It's easy. It's free. Yes. So deep breaths, right? Right now, think when was the last time you took a deep breath, right? Was it like last week? Who knows? (laughs) When was the last time you took a deep breath? Okay. And when I say take a deep breath, I want it to be coming down from your belly. So a lot of us are breathing up in our chest. We're using all these supporting muscles that aren't actually for breathing primarily. So I want you to breathe from your chest, feel, or excuse me, breathe from your belly, feel it rise and fall. And that's huge. That's actually called diaphragmatic breathing. And your belly should go out when you breathe in. Exactly, which some people might think is the opposite. Yeah, yeah. but belly goes nice and out when you breathe in and the opposite. Um, But this will start to kick in your parasympathetic nervous system, like I said, and it'll start to shut down that fight or flight. Like think about when you're feeling stressed, if you stop and take a couple deep breaths, like you start Mm -hmm. to feel different. And that's Um, why it's it's very natural to say to somebody, breathe, breathe when they're acting all crazy and stressed (laughs) out. We we know intuitively to say breathe. Yeah. Exactly. So um, having just a ritual or routine around this can be really helpful to just start getting you in the practice, then it becomes a habit, and then it's just something that you do all the time. So whether it's a little morning or night routine, whether you set an alarm on your phone every hour to remind you to take mm-hmm. a deep breath. Um, and then there's a very simple exercise that's just called the 478 exercise. And you're going to inhale for four counts, hold for seven, and then exhale for eight counts. This is really going to bring you present because you got to do that counting in your head, taking you out of that stressful mindset, breathing. It's going to be super good for your nervous system. And you can do this a few rounds at a time, and that'll really be beneficial as well. I, I, I just did it. That you was, oh, really, it was really good. That perfect, was really yes. good. It's a long time to hold it for seven. You have to be very present. You do. Um, yes. Which and then I like that. Even exhaling. So I feel like a lot of pe- mm-hmm. times we focus on the inhale, right? Like take a big deep breath, making sure we're getting all of it out too. So that four, seven, eight can be really helpful that way. Yeah, I like that. Um, another thing you can do is meditating or retraining your brain. So meditation is really going to bring you peace and focus breaths. I know we've talked about this a couple podcasts ago with Heather. Um, don't worry about doing it right or wrong. You know, just start with a few minutes. If thoughts come into your head, that is okay. That's normal. That's going to happen. Um, you can use things like mantras or affirmations this will actually help to rewire your brain so you can take a stressful statement that is reoccurring in your mind all the time and what i like to call flip the script and you can write a positive affirmation for that statement that's in your head and affirmations are going to work so say you you're walking through a trail in the woods or you're walking through the woods there's no trail there but if you walk that same route every single day you're going to build a trail. And that's kind of how affirmations start to work and actually change our mind and rewire our brain. Same thing with mantras. Um, You can use visualization, whether it's fun photos on your phone, making vision boards. I know we did that earlier this year at SCC. That was so fun. Ooh, that was. Yes. Um, But all of those and meditating can just release tension even just five minutes a day. Which really, there's never an excuse not to give yourself five minutes a day. It's just a exactly. habit. It's just, yeah, setting up some type of reminder or some mm-hmm. type of trigger. Exactly. Yeah. A little reminder, you know, post a note on your mirror, accountability buddy. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got exercise, 
This is so many benefits all on its own. Um, but exercise per individual. So, you know, fight or flight that creates energy. So a lot of people, they can do um, like HIIT training, cardio training, and that can really help them and it can help fight fatigue as well. But in other people, it can almost have a reverse effect. It's like they're operating too high and their exercise is too high, so they need to slow it down. So for them doing yoga or Tai Chi, that might be what's really beneficial to them. And it might be a balance as well. So playing around with all different types of workouts and seeing what works best for you and what's helping your stress response. This is this is really good information. I, I've noticed in myself, especially as I've gotten a little bit older, um, the more I really consider what type of workout I want to have that day, mm-hmm. you know, because there'll be days where I just feel like I have no energy. Yeah. And I'll just do a HIT workout, even a 20 minute HIT, that's high intensity interval training. Yes. And I will, it's like I reset. I feel so good. Other days, if I can tell my body needs recovery, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm tired or maybe I'm even feeling like that increased heart rate. Yeah. I'll do like a yin type yoga, restorative yoga, and it'll just help me feel so much better. So I agree like trying out different workouts and seeing what your body seems to like and then kind of being um, mindful about on a day-to-day basis what your body's asking for. For sure. And just being in tune to that. And sometimes you'll just start a workout and you'll just kind of know, like I'm just not feeling this. (laughs) And then you just stop it and pivot to something something different. Exactly. Yeah. That's (laughs) That's wonderful. Um, and then really slowing down, right? And we talk about this all the time, just how fast-paced everything is. Um, but taking time to get out into nature is huge. Um, a gratitude practice, whether it's just in your head or your journaling, um, allowing yourself to rest. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when I actually gave this workshop at SCC, I showed everybody my schedule from a few years ago with my pet business and how crazy it was. Literally the entire box of every calendar was chock full. There was no white on my calendar at all, right? And if I had any white, that would start to give me anxiety because I was getting into this mode. Um, Like, oh my God, I can't have this. And that actually led to me having burnout. And now my schedule is much different. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even blocking in times in your schedule to allow yourself to rest or to have an hour for yourself to do some self-care. That's really huge. That's That's a great example of loving yourself. Yes. You know, saying, wow, that Thursday from five to seven is my do nothing time. Exactly. And sticking to it. And sticking to it. Yes. Like it, almost like it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. For sure. Can I lay around? Maybe I'll yeah. watch some TV. I don't know. Like yeah. just literally and it's okay. Let, it's okay. I've, <laughs> yes. I've had to work out that. I've gotten, oh, I've so gotten better. I. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, having a good morning and night routine to kind of keep you in that self-care routine. Um Again, rest and sleep. And then another exercise is just having your legs up on a wall. So you can lay flat on your back and have your legs up on a wall. And that also will kick you into the parasympathetic nervous system. Oh, so are you all the way against the wall? Like is your bum against the wall? Yeah, you can have it just feet? against or a few inches out, whatever Depend comfortable. Depending on your flexibility. Exactly. Sure. Um, and having your legs up on the wall. Are your knees bent or straight? Straight. Okay, interesting. And then that is also a little easier to feel your belly rise and fall when you're laying in that position. So just making sure you're doing some proper breath work as well. I like that. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to talk about as well is just social media. So, you know, this is social media and stress. Those don't go together at all. Never, never. (laughs) Um, So, my uh, some recommendations is turning off your notifications. Yes. Right? That's huge. Huge. So, I just started doing this 
couple of years ago and it is huge. And, um, you know, again, with my prior business, I got to the point of burnout and my phone would go off for a text message from a client and I, it would cause me stress just hearing that noise. Wow. So turning off the notifications, you know, you're looking at your phone on your time when it works for you. You don't need to be stressing about all the notifications, who needs to get a hold of you, how many likes you have on your photo, things like that. If we would have been told 20 years ago that the day would come that anybody, anytime, a client, a boss, anyone could get a hold of you at any time and there was going to be this pressure to respond, we'd be like, yeah. that's so unhealthous. That's ridiculous. Right? Yes. But somehow it's crept into our lives. It has, yeah. And you know, that's just the you know as a doctor with doctor, I obviously have very clear boundaries. I, I just, certain times I just don't respond even if I get something. But but what's hard is to not look, mm-hmm. right? So yes. all of a sudden you just look at your emails an hour before bed and there's an email you know you have to respond to. And of course you're not going to respond to it right then, but you know it's there. Yes. That's not even good. on your mind. Exactly. So yes, turning off your notifications or just not looking. Exactly. Yeah. Just put it down. Like I said, like get out in nature, spend something, doing time doing something that you love to do, time with family, time with friends. Um if you have social media unfollowing accounts that are triggering to you or that don't make you feel good, say you're scrolling through and looking through this content and you're starting to get stressed out or worked up or or mm-hmm. it's triggering something in you, don't even follow those people. Um, you can turn it to something that's inspiring to you or just not even using it at all. TV too. Like I found Same, that, you know, yeah. no, nothing to do with any kind of news in the mm-hmm. evening. Just no. Yeah, totally. Can't do there it. There with you, yeah. Um, setting limits. I know that on your phone, there's certain apps that you can set limits to your social media use, things like that. Um, and having set away time. So, you know, I have no phone within an hour of waking up or within an hour of going to bed. My phone's on airplane mode all night. And just, again, kind of getting that strict routine, but knowing that you're doing it for yourself and for your self-care. That's great. Yeah. Having those priorities, having that boundaries, And yeah, don't forget about yourself, you know, take that time for you, be mindful and and live in your full alignment. You kind of have to fight for yourself. Yeah. But if you're going to fight for anybody, it's for you, right? For sure. These are decisions you make for your own health and you're most important in your world because if you can't be who you need to be, you can't really be there for anybody. 100%. So allowing yourself to to have, put yourself first at times is, is super important. Yeah, definitely. Filling your own cup first and then you can fill others and... It's very good. Um, I do want to share just one last quote. Um, It's a quote from Viktor Frankl, and it really has to do with this moment of stress and perception and that you have choice to change it. So the quote is, between the stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. So good. That's it right there. Yep. Thank you, Kristen. Yes, thank you. Be well, everybody. You've been listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host was Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio in Amherst, New Hampshire. Mention this podcast and schedule a health checkup at SCC with special podcast pricing. To schedule, call or text 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio, call 673-5600 or check out sccvitality.com. You can also find Dr. Jenny on Facebook at Spinal Corrective Center NH or Instagram at SCC underscore chiropractic. Thank you for listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it.